0: Okay, things in the Red Sea are really heating up. And let me say, if you like your internet connection and you like to watch these videos, enjoy it while you can because we've just had an announcement came out. In fact, it came out a few days ago now. I've been monitoring it from the Houthi rebels talking about cutting the internet cables under the Red Sea. Yes, this is not a joke. This is absolutely legitimate and you might say like a couple of people when i told them ah yeah but neil what's a you know a couple of cables under the red sea gonna do no no let me just show you what these cables are a moment let me show you on the shared screen here this is the aae-1 cable that connects asia africa and europe so this is a pretty pretty serious thing and the other thing I've been hearing this week is all these commentators, they've got a lot to say on it. They've got every expert going, coming in to talk about this and how it's just not possible. These guys, you know, running around, you know, in the Middle East, in the desert, they, they haven't got any equipment. They can't, they can't do this. Well, theoretically, I want to tell you how this could be possible. I'm not saying it's likely, but I am saying that it, it is possible, Now, I don't know if any of you scuba dive, but I scuba dive, in fact, I love diving. I'm out in Thailand at the moment, I was just diving the other, in fact, I was just diving two days ago now. And yeah, I was probably diving to a depth of five or six meters, nothing nothing big at all. However, I have dived to about 35 meters in my life before, which is actually pretty deep. If you don't know much about diving, 35 meters is is pretty deep. But I wanted to look up what the world record is, and it is 332 meters. This is a normal man scuba diving, 332 meters. However, it took him about 10 years to train for this. You can't just dive to that level overnight. It took him a decade to train. It probably took him... 10 to 12 hours to come back up because you've got to decompress as you come up. So the point I'm making is, although it's not probable to be able to do this and to cut these cables, all of these experts are talking nonsense, saying it's not possible to do it. It actually is possible. They could do it. Have they got the equipment? Have they got the experience? Probably not, I I would say. But I just wanted to put that point across first and foremost, because This is what you always hear these people saying, oh, it's impossible, it could never happen. Actually, it could happen. Now, the other thing they're not talking about is that these groups do do have explosive devices. Do they have depth charges? I have no idea, but could they get them especially if they are backed by Iran with all these weapons that they're getting, yeah, they, they actually could get these charges. That's another way that it could be done. So if you don't know what I'm talking about here, just uh, last week in one of the Houthi telegram groups, there was a map published with all the cables, all the different uh, locations of the cables, how on earth they got the information, I don't know. It doesn't really say how they got this, but they've got all these locations and all this maps and everything else about where all of these cables are. And they have threatened that unless the UK, US stop attacking them and Israel calls a ceasefire, unless these things happen, that they are going to cut this cable. Now, there's actually a lot of these cables. I've got the information here. There's 15 cables that cross Egypt between the Mediterranean and the Red Sea. Handles between 17 and 30%. So, between 17% and 30% of the world's population's internet traffic. No, that's not a typo. That is absolutely correct. Between 17% and 30% of the world's internet traffic goes through these cables. That's 1.3 billion to 2.3 billion people could be affected if these cables were cut. And these are all the countries that are connected, Hong Kong, Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore, then onwards to Myanmar, India, Pakistan, Omar, UAE, Qatar, Yemen, Djibouti, Saudi Arabia, East, Italy, Italy, France, etc. And although the experts are saying these cables are at thousands of meters down and everything else, I've been reading more about this. The Red Sea has an average depth of 490 metres. Certainly no one could dive to that depth. I'm I'm pretty certain of that. And they don't have submarines and things like this, so that's unlikely to happen. But some of these cables are actually only lying at about 100 metres. And you might say, well, you know, Neil, what's the implications of this? Well, it would be absolutely catastrophic. You think of the economic impact fallout of this and it would be devastating. You would see the implications for internet connectivity, uh, telecommunications, you would see all sorts of mass breakdown with globalization, it would just be absolutely devastating for our economies. Now as always I I try and cover every side of each story so that I'm not being overly biased regardless of you know where I live or where I come from etc. And I want to talk about this statement that I read earlier today, which I thought was quite bizarre. So, of course, the Houthis saying that they're going to do this because the US and UK keep attacking them and they're opposed to what's happening in in Gaza, etc. But this statement I read from uh, the US that came out over the last 24 hours here did have me scratching my chin a little bit because when I was in the military, You collected the intelligence and then you attacked the enemy based on the threat level. That's what you did. You took it in priority level downwards. But this says then that U.S. forces initiated a number of preemptive strikes in self-defense against a number of Houthi targets, all of which could have potentially launched attacks against ships in the Red Sea that could have been U.S. assets. I mean, there's so many coulds, potentially, everything else here that I thought it was a very weak statement to put out. U.S. forces identified the targets in Houthi-controlled areas of Yemen and determined they presented a potential threat to U.S. Navy ships and merchant vessels in the region. Well, that is interesting. And then there was a statement from Mohammed Abdul Salam, who is the spokesman for the Houthis, and he said, previously, we were only targeting Israeli ships However, we now consider all U.S. and U.K. ships also as legitimate targets. So (laughs) thanks a lot, I would say there, to the U.K. government getting heavily involved in this because now the U.K. ships and U.K. citizens and U.K. targets um, have also been pulled into this. And I also think it's pretty weird that the U.S. would put out such weak statements saying, you know, we found these targets and we thought that potentially they could you know be a risk and that potentially they could have weapons there so these are the ones we we went after now of course we've also had all of this escalation over the last few days and this was after those three u.s servicemen were killed and in response to that the u.s took out 65 targets now to bring you up to date then this is the container journeys to the Cape of Good Hope, uh, skyrocketing amid the Houthi attacks here. Now, this is where you can see it all kicked off on the 29th of October here. And you can see the passage now around the Cape of Good Hope. And these were the previous routes then, as you can see with this dark blue line and this red line. Here's your Suez Canal. So the journeys have absolutely dropped off a Cliff, so how has this affected everything at the moment? We've I mean, we've got to cover this as well. In terms of autos, it is really affecting all of these large companies in quite a big way. Geely, Michelin, Suzuki, Tesla, Volvo they're all saying that they've been negatively affected. Energy, as well, obviously, we know that the oil is now being rerouted from a lot of the big companies at BP, Shell, etc., logistics, DHL, FedEx, retailers. So these are the stocks to watch out for as well, because these delays will obviously affect uh, fashion brands that rely on this fast turnaround of goods to arrive, you know, fast changing fashion, etc. So all of these brands are being affected as well. So this is having a big impact already. The U.S. Uh, just backtracked as well and said uh, they admitted it did not give Iraq notice of these strikes after all. Now, the U.S. originally said that it it let Iraq know it was going to be making these strikes. Iraq have said that uh, the U.S. have invaded their territory and dropped bombs on their territory. There's now a big political debate going back and forth over this. The U.S. said the strikes on the Iran link site is just the beginning. There's going to be a lot more. Sky News also reporting on these uh, U.S. strikes hit 85 targets in Iraq and Syria, killing nearly 40 people, according to Iraqi and Syrian governments. So this is all now this big political back and forth, which I see as even more escalation. That is what I think is going on here. And remember, it's always about energy. It's always about oil. At one point, I want to mention on this, though, in a moment. In fact, no, let's just talk about it now. A lot of commentators are saying that the U.S. is making a lot of these strikes and they're trying to create a new war in the Middle East because of oil, because the U.S. doesn't have a lot of oil, and, you know, these other countries, they controlled the oil, etc., etc. Although there is some truth to that, there's actually a lot more than this than meets the eye. The U.S. has huge reserves of oil. I mean, huge. If you look at the exports at the moment, I think it was last week, the US exported more oil than any other country, or at least it produced more oil by the barrel, than any other country in the world last week. And you may not know this if you're an American, because why Biden and everybody else, the administration, uh, in front of the cameras saying that, you know, net zero, we're destroying all these... You know, polluters getting rid of all the oil and the natural gas and we're stopping it all and we're doing all this. That's what they're saying on camera. But behind closed doors, the oil is just ramping up uh, massively. Why do you think the oil dropped to $78 a barrel? You heard on the media that it's because the sanctions are working against Russia and Iran and all these other countries. And they're feeling the pain so much that they just gave in. And that's why the price dropped down. That's absolute nonsense. That's not what happened at all. The US is ramping up oil production. And that's not all the US is doing at the moment. Let me just show you this last story I wanted to pull up for you. And this is from The Guardian. US military is stockpiling supplies in Australia in readiness for any confrontation with China. Now, again, I was listening to a, a commentator just the other day talking about how it would be complete annihilation if China invades Taiwan because the US would send all of their troops over and everything else and, you know, it was going on and on about this. Actually, if you look at it from an economical and a military perspective and you look at some of what what the tacticians are saying about this, it's not quite that cut and dry. You have China and Taiwan, you have the U.S. on the other side of the world. Logistically, it's not going to be as easy as a lot of these tacticians are saying if there's this big confrontation, which they keep talking up every day. It's as if they want this to happen. It's as if they want to have you know these, these commentators in the media. It's as if they want all of this to happen. It's like the U.K. with all the conscription news, letting everyone know oh, this is coming, this is coming, we need to prepare for this. Remember, none of these things ever just happen by coincidence or by chance. There's always something behind everything. So, looping back to the start and what this whole video was about and what I opened with, is there a risk that the Houthis could cut this undersea internet cable or one of these cables? And... In my opinion, I'm going to go against what all these experts are saying, which is absolutely no way. I think there is a very real possibility. If they found someone, probably not within their own ranks, but if they found someone somewhere who emphasized with their cause and who was an advanced diver with a lot of experience and could potentially get down to that 100 meter level and took the equipment. I mean, it's not going to require crazy, complex, advanced equipment for this, you know. There is a risk that this could actually happen. Do I think it will happen? Probably not. It's very unlikely, but I'm, I'm saying it is possible. So thanks so much for watching today. If you like this kind of content, please subscribe. Other than that, take care, God bless, and I will see you tomorrow.